Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium in training. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we go on our paranormal investigations, ghost hunting trips, and crossing over earthbound spirits along the way. This is Ghosties. because we actually were just recording and we lost everything. We lost everything. Everything. So, so hello. Hi again. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. Welcome to the Ghosties Welcome. Podcast. My name is Christina. And I'm Missy. And this is part two of the Matthews Old House Wood. Yes. Roads. And in case we didn't bore you enough the first episode, here we go. Doing it again. <laughs> This time, we are going to uh, start with some of the ghost stories that have come out of that area. Yes. From overtime. And actually, the first one dates back to like the 1800s. Ooh, all right. We'll hit it. We're doing it. Jumping right in. Okay. And I have not heard these stories before, so. Except she did kind of hear one and a half a minute ago, but let's not talk about that. We won't talk about it. But the other one she hasn't. The newer (laughs) one she hasn't, which are the creepier ones. Okay. One of the oldest stories is from the 1800s. A fisherman named Ben Farabee was fishing along White's Creek in Old House Woods at night, and he saw a large ship floating above the surface of the water. Wow. It was coming right towards him, and it was covered in lights. He said he thought it was going to hit him, but it passed so close that he was almost swamped by the wash. Swamped by the wash. What exactly? Just I can imagine the that means. means the water was like about to take his boat out. Okay. Yes. He later told the local newspaper that after the ship passed, he heard beautiful music playing, which is kind of pleasant. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. And eerie at the same time. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) He then said, I could see the ship hanging over Old House Woods just as though she were anchored in the sea. Now, mind you, this ship just floated above the water, passed him, almost took him out. And now it's just hanging out. And it's hanging in out the over the woods. Oh my gosh. Okay. What is this? Peter Pan. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> he could see the ship hanging out over the woods as if she were anchored in the sea. Running down to the woods was a rope ladder lined with forms of men carrying tools and other contraptions. So this was the first, probably first actually written down story of someone seeing that ghost, that glowing ghost ship that we referenced. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, mm-hmm. which a lot of people claim to see this glowing ship hanging out over the woods, which would be very interesting to see. But again, I'm too scared to go tonight. So <laughs> I want to see it. Uh, one day we'll see. I want to see when I'm allowed to drink cocktails again and <laughs> not be uptight. Maybe we'll do it. <laughs> okay. So here is another story of this ship. This one, um, it was. A man that says, I grew up in Matthews in the summer I turned 13 years old. I saw Old House Woods' phantom ship. Oh. Um, One night I was with my parents as we drove to a house just on the other side of the woods in an area behind what the locals call Shagtail, if you will. (laughs) Shagtail. Shagtail. I don't know. Okay. We're not going (laughs) to. We're going to leave that one right where it sits. Ah! My parents went inside to check on an elderly couple that my mother took care of and I remained in the car. 
It had been about 15 minutes, which in my opinion is entirely too long to be in Old House Woods in a car. Too long. <laughs> Especially if you know what goes on there. Yikes. So it had been about 15 minutes when I looked to the right in an area near the woods. I saw an old ship coming from the Chesapeake Bay. I was stunned for it was floating 50 feet above the water. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that would be a sight to see for Excuse anybody, me. no matter who you are, let alone for a 13 It's one of those where if it were a movie, that he would have like rubbed his eyes, <laughs> you know, and like wiped, there would be little windshield wipers that came out yeah. and wiped his glasses off to make sure he was seeing things correctly. Yeah. That's right. That's what I think about. Okay. It was, yeah, floating about 50 feet above the water. Mm-hmm. I watched as it hovered over Shagtail, which mm-hmm. today is eroded away, and then up on the beach. Mm-hmm. The ship came to a stop between the shore and the wood line. It was not close to me, but I still remember vivid details. It was made of wood with three masts. There were two short masts and one tall one. The ship was huge. I saw a lot of ropes, but the sails were not up. A gray fog moved in with the ship. I was so scared I did not leave the car to join my parents inside. Oh, my God. Well, I wouldn't have either. Instead, I locked the door because you don't want this shocker to open your car. Sorry, Mom. I don't want to get out of the car because there's a giant, <laughs> a giant Captain ship. Hook ship Seriously. hanging in the air above me. Captain Hook is about to come and take me away. No, That's what happened thank in Hook, you. right? That's exactly what happened in Hook, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, basically, kind that's of, basically right? the story of like oh, wow, Peter yeah. Pan, if you think about it. Right. Because doesn't the ship fly at the end? Yeah. Doesn't it? I, I don't know. It's been a long time Anyways, since I watched Maybe it. we should go back and watch Sorry. that and do our research before I start to quote <laughs> movies that I haven't seen since I was a child. Anywho, so this kid locks the doors because there's a giant ship hanging out. As I watched for five to ten minutes, more minutes in belief, I saw the fog grow thicker and then the ship just faded away. Nope. <laughs> Nope. When my parents returned, I told them what I had seen. They didn't believe me, but I talked about this ship for years afterwards. So my parents began to wonder if I did see something since it had made such an impact on me. This person says, I am 33 years old now and no longer live in Matthews. But if I visit, I will never return to those woods. At- oh my gosh. <laughs> you thought it was going to be like, oh, but if, I, if I'm if i ever in the area, I'm going to stop Ooh. back by. No. He said, nope, I'm done. That gave me shivers. Nope, I'm done. Dang. I would also like to add that um, during my research, Hub Pages has listed Old House Woods as the top five haunted wooded locations on earth. On Earth, not. I was like, oh, probably U.S. And so I typed, you know, the U.S. Or I was, that's my saying first something. thought was Virginia because Virginia is very full yeah, yeah, of history yeah. and haunted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you know. But then I was like, maybe the U.S. No, on Earth. Oh my gosh, it, that is yes, that's an actual article. That's really saying. Is something. that true? I don't know. Is this one person's opinion? Maybe. However. It's like number four in the top. Well, then we definitely have to go at night. Oh, now. yeah, of course. We <laughs> surely do. Surely do. Oh, can you imagine? And actually, we are, we did kind of mention today that it may happen. Now, it may not be for quite some time because yes. I am popping out a baby in a few months. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need a little bit of time to get my life together. But <laughs> we may go back at night and hopefully live to tell the tale. We'll live. But um, while I actually um, say this, somebody on one of these little comments on one of the blogs posted, this place is so scary. Do not go there. It's really dangerous. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, All right. 
didn't you mention the story too, the little one about how you're looking at me very creepily right now, I... and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry. What story? Remember the story that you were talking about about uh, it mentioning a time vortex. I was just reading that. Oh. And, and not saying it. Now you get out of my head, Christina. Sorry. This is what happens when you hang out with a psychic medium. They can read your mind, apparently. Yes. Um. It, when I was Googling Old House Woods for the stories today, I don't know if you remember how in the last episode, and if you didn't listen, that means you need to go back and listen. Yes. Because I'm not going to tell you again, but kind of. <laughs> we mentioned her spirit, Christina's spirit guide told her it was kind of like a mini Bermuda Triangle. Yes. And how there were just weird things with time and things mm-hmm. just disappearing, whatever. Well, when I was Googling Old House Woods today, you know how it comes up with like suggested topics. Right. It said Old House Woods time vortex. And I was like, excuse me? Interesting. It said many people are lured in and never seen again, which again is why I'm not so thrilled about going back at night never to be seen again. Yes. Well, and you know the the classic like folklore and stories around fairies and elemental energies about how people used to say that they could hear like a baby screaming around the woods and people would go into the woods and then never come out. And it's always been, you know, said that fairies will lure people in, you know, with these different noises and things, and then they'll lose their way and not be able to get home. And I'm almost positive that before um, we did the first exploration, you mentioned your guide saying that be careful because that was one of the things they were saying, not to venture too far off the beach or the path because they were saying you could be lured in. Yes. So, thank mm-hmm. you, Christina Spirit Guides, for <laughs> letting us not be too crazy and walk into the brush never to be found. That's right. Okay. We're going to go back to Jesse Hudgens. This was taken from, I was very excited, the Baltimore Sun newspaper in 1920. Oh, dang. Okay. All right. This is old. There's talks of, like, horse and buggy, so this is fun. Jesse Hudgens ran a store in Matthews County back in 1920. One night, a neighbor with a very ill child came by um, and pretty much asked him, hey, can you go go fetch a doctor? Even though they don't talk like that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they I did. tried. They might have. Go In my story, he did. A doctor. In my version of the story, go fetch a doctor. Um, <laughs> so run around and tally up the drinks. Sorry. <laughs> Another Sex and the City <laughs> reference. I'm so sorry. Thanks, Please don't, don't turn the podcast off yet. I promise it's going to be better. <laughs> I'm sweating. Um, okay. So he hooked his horse up to... I can see Christina laughing as I'm sweating and adjusting my shirt. I really am sweating. I need a hair tie. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry about us. Oh, man. Get yourself together, um, Annabelle Bronstein. Annabelle Bronstein. <laughs> it's from Sussex. Okay. okay. We have to stop this. People hate it. Please. Okay. Once again, I'm sorry for that 30 seconds. Here we go. Sorry about us. Here we go. Okay. So, Mr. Hudgens. Yes. He hooked his horse up to a buggy to go get a doctor. Headed to town, he came. And I'm wondering, in this story, it says he was headed to town. Where was he coming from where he passed Old House Woods? Because. Yeah, because there ain't no town down there now. Yeah. Unless he was coming by that way we saw that church. I don't know. Maybe he could And had to take a sharp left into Matthews. I don't know. Huh. Anyways, I had that thought today. Okay. Um, so he was headed into town, and he came upon Old House Woods. About 50 yards away, he saw a light bobbing along the road in the same direction he was heading. Now, his horse became frightened. Oh. 
I didn't even think about horses. Yeah. Dang. Okay. But he was able to still get the horse to move forward because he wanted to find out what that light was. Never mind the child that needs a doctor. I want to see what this ghost light is. I want to go see what this is. Yes. E. Okay. The only lights he'd seen before at night were lanterns carried by men, but this light seemed strange and unearthly. Unearthly. When he caught up with it, he saw a large man in armor, a gun over his shoulder with the muzzle like a fish horn. I'm not sure what that means, but he's got a gun that has a muzzle over his shoulder. Okay. The man didn't make one sound, and he seemed to be floating. Okay, well, there's your giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) That's not alarming. (laughs) The horse then stopped and wouldn't budge. Okay. So this horse is done. He's like, listen, I don't know if you understand what's happening, but I'm not going to be a part of this. That seems to be telltale giveaways, too, about paranormal stories, because usually the animals either head for the hills or they just stop. Yeah, they're like, no. No. And he's trying to tell you, Mr. Hudgens... You're going the wrong way. Like, let's turn around. Okay. So Hudgens started to get a little scared also. And then he realized why. Because the figure then turned around to face him. And the woods suddenly came alive with lights and moving forms about 100 yards away. Oh. There were figures running around. And some of them had guns like the man. And others carried shovels unlike he had ever seen before. So I'm trying to figure out what, like, an ancient shovel looks like and why he knew it was a shovel, but it wasn't like a shovel he'd seen. Who's to say it was ancient? What if he was seeing something around the future that he didn't know how to describe? (laughs) Missy's looking at me like, anyways. Moving on. (laughs) But think about it. Maybe. It could have been. Because he couldn't describe it. Yeah, What if it was something he had never seen before that was in the future? Yes. But I think this is all... Don't mind me. <laughs> what I think that was referencing was the buried treasure. Oh, I gotcha. Yes. Um, because he mentions that these figures went to some dead pine tree and started, like, digging around the oh, dead pine tree. Oh, I gotcha. So. Okay. I wasn't going to put that in there, but I'm glad that I am now because I think we need to... <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you never know what he saw. We weren't there. True. Mr. Hudgens. Just you and your horse know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. He then realized that the man in front of him was a skeleton. Oh. So you remember how we referenced the skeletons in armor? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. This is it. The armor looked like glass, and he could see every bone beneath it. <gasps> oh. Illuminated, the skeleton gave him a horrible grin. Nope. Yep. That was like the guy with the road marker. Stop Remember it. When he grinned at <gasps> us just, and waved. You, okay, Ooh, that gave me done. chills. Stop. Me too. Ugh. All right. So the, the skeleton now is see-through armor and all the things. Gave him a horrible grin. Raising a sword, it stopped him. <gasps> Hudgens fainted. <laughs> so he fainted. He just fell out. Done. The horse bolted, and the next morning, his family found it cowering in the barn. Oh, poor baby. They found Hudgens on the road like he had fallen asleep. Oh, my God. He was out. So, he got a little overwhelmed. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Lord Jesus. Here's another little little story. Um, It's very, this one's very short. Years later, another story came about of a man having car trouble near the woods. As he stopped to remove the tire from his car, a voice behind him said, Is this the King's Highway? Oh. I've lost my ship. Well. (laughs) When he turned around, guess what he saw? A skeleton in armor. Oh, my 
my gosh. Screaming, he ran away and didn't come back to the car until the next day. Is this the King's Highway? Is this the King's Highway? That was how he sounded. I don't know how I know that, but I just know. (laughs) I will say that my grandparents, I don't know if we mentioned this in the first episode, but my grandparents lived on Gwen's Island. We did. We talked about finding um, the gravestone. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But I can remember they also told me, um, they told me and my brother as children, and they lived right off of the bridge, so they were surrounded by water. Um, we were not allowed to go into the wooded areas oh. or go to the water. I don't ever really remember going to the water with my grandparents. Oh, that's new. And they owned portions of the water around there, so it's oh. interesting that they never really... How do you own a portion of water? Uh, it's the land... In the water that they owned, apparently, because they would clam. That's interesting. Oh, yes. right, right. That makes sense. Sorry about me. <laughs> How do you own water? But, I mean, I get it. <clears throat> it's the land. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah. this is the final story I have, and this okay. is the one that I first saw and was like, never. hmm Okay. This one says, in the summer of 2006, I went to Old House Woods. I have a friend who has a house very close to the woods itself. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. My friend Dylan, my sister Brandy, and her husband, David, I believe, yeah, David. I cut that letter off, excuse me. Avid. David, another another friend Mike and I had all heard the stories and wanted to see if they were true. A little after midnight, we walked down Old House Woods Road, armed with cameras to see if we could find anything. Mm -hmm. We immediately felt an angry presence as soon as we stepped onto the road. Oh, gosh. We saw nothing, but something much creepier happened. As we began to walk down the road, we started to hear what sounded like single quick steps, similar to a fist-sized rock being dropped on the edge of the woods near uh, near the leaf litter. Oh my goodness. We saw nothing and kept walking, but it kept happening and the noises were heavier and faster every time. Eventually, we heard footsteps running towards us. Nope. 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 Don't like that. Out of there. (laughs) We saw nothing but left in a hurry. It's shocking. I would have We decided then to drive down the road and walk down the driveway to the old house. (gasps) Now, mind you, you cannot go anywhere off of these main roads anymore these days. It's very closed off. No trespassing. Yeah. So these things, I mean, this was 14 years ago, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we we couldn't do these things if we wanted to now. Which is kind of good. Anyways, so they drive down um, and decide to walk down the driveway to the old house. Says Brandy and David pulled their car off to the side of the road and waited inside for us. Dylan, Mike, and I started walking down the driveway. We didn't want to go to the actual house, so we just walked a ways down there. All we heard were cows in the distance. Dylan mentioned there weren't any cattle farms in Matthews anymore, but there used to be slaughterhouses nearby. Oh. He had heard accounts of headless cattle being seen, which is something we talked about, too. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes. So they are potentially hearing these headless, headless ghost cows. ghosts. Yes. We stopped and turned our flashlights off just to listen. Brandy and David began honking their car horn, which is a signal for us to come back, because they had seen their, our flashlights go out, and they didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> this is when it gets interesting. Oh, gosh. We started walking back. Started walking back to the car. <laughs> I was walking behind Dylan and Mike, which first off is crazy to me. Now, I'm going to be right in the middle, sandwich between you guys, yeah. arm in arm. I don't want anything to snag be me from no, behind. Uh-uh. If I'm getting touched, we're all getting touched, okay? <laughs> Listen, my skin's settling, all of our skin's settling. Here we go. That is also a reference to um, our last podcast. Well, 
it's going to be a future one. But yeah, anyways, you'll hear about that. <laughs> I digress. Okay, so they began walking back. And he, she said something to the guys. So they looked back at her and their faces froze with fear. Mike dropped to his knees, but Dylan pulled him up and they started running. Okay, rude. Oh my god. <laughs> they were like, we're out of here. Yeah, so first off, this guy drops to his knees, and then the other guy picks him up, and they start running. Oh, my gosh. She didn't look back, but she kept after them. She says, when we caught sight of the car, it was now in the middle of the road, not pulled off to the side where they had parked it. Oh, nope. They hadn't moved the car, nor had they even noticed it moved. So these people are sitting in the car, and they hadn't moved it, nor had they noticed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Dylan saw a white mist floating above the car, and Mike had seen a woman with long hair and a white dress walk around to the other side of the car and disappear. Oh, my gosh. When we got close enough, everything vanished, and when we drove back, Mike and Dylan told me they had seen that same woman in white behind me in the driveway. Oh, my gosh. No, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, can you imagine? Nope. First off, rude. For them to just run away from her like that. They were gone. They didn't grab her. He's like, I'm going to pick my guy up off the floor, and we're out of here. Like, oh, no, nope. screw you. Nope, nope, And I'm nope, pretty sure nope, nope. Mike was her husband or something. Like, anyways. Nope. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if that woman in the white was the storm woman that... Oh, yeah, that's right. That warns people to get out when they're getting too close. To get out. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So, that is just crazy to me. Interesting. And also, um, I, we didn't reference this in the last one, but in one of my accounts of looking things up, there was a truck mentioned that used to be on the lot of that house, the Franny Knight house that we talked about in the mm-hmm. first episode. Apparently, something about it having no engine, uh-huh. but it would oh, but it would places. Still... Oh. It would, like, be pointing one way one day and the next day another. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. In that front of the house me... that would set itself on fire. <laughs> that gives me a feeling of, like, dimensional weirdness. Because mm. little changes like that are often yeah. dimensional weird yeah but anyway so yeah people are seeing the woman in white and hearing the ghost cows i know i have seen I, it what's crazy huh. is that when i first learned about this place it was when i had the cafe mm-hmm. um that we are talking about in another episode but i looked this place up and there were so many stories i cannot find these stories now to save my life yeah we had a really hard time trying to find stories just in general about yeah. old house woods and i joined a facebook group that is particular to this um, location and when I have commented on people's posts they have not responded which is really weird to me also because in other places where I've said hey we have a podcast we'd love to share your story people have been eager Mm -hmm. this one not one person in there has commented yeah um and then there's very little stories in there but I saw there were ones about the Mm -hmm. those headless dogs chasing them out of the neighborhood yes I mean there were so many things I saw years ago that I cannot find now Mm -hmm. which is interesting interesting yeah so very interesting yep so those were our stories all right um, you know the ghost stories I could find those were bone chilling yeah we may have some of our own in a few months you never know that's right yeah So now that I have a 
amazed you with our ghost stories of Old House Woods. That's right. Christina is going to take over and actually tell you about our second trip to Matthews and what we tried this time. Yes. So when we went to Matthews on this particular visit, one of the things that we had been um, experimenting and playing around with at our house and at Missy's house uh, was using the spirit box and the Estes method. And what is the Estes method? (laughs) So the Estes method was conceived in Estes Park, Colorado, deep within the haunted walls of the famous Stanley Hotel. Oh, of course it was. Yes. Mm, Can you imagine? (laughs) So, uh... There is a gentleman named Carl Pfeiffer, who, along with his fellow resident investigator, Connor Randall and Michelle Tate, basically what they figured out was that by taking a spirit box, which is basically a radio that's continuously tuning in between channels, by taking that spirit box and hooking it up into sound-canceling earphones, you basically create uh, kind of like a telephone, if you will. That's kind of how I look at it. A ghost phone. Yes, a ghost phone, (laughs) if you will. Um, And it allows you to have an interactive conversation with the entity you're speaking with, as well as being able to answer questions. And they answer back. Sometimes there's a little bit of a delay, but the answer and question period really start to link up. And uh, for me, it started looking like real conversations, basically. And once we went back and looked over the things we had got that we had talked about, Mm-hmm. which we'll explain, it actually does look like conversations a lot, which is really neat. Yes. And what we would do was we wouldn't think of questions ahead of time or anything like that. We didn't show each other questions. Um, what we would do was pick a, a place, you know, where we could go outside. You place noise-canceling headphones on, which are linked through Bluetooth to the SB7 sphere box. So that's feeding into your ears the whole time. That radio sound. Yes, is the spirit box. And during that time, um, it'll spit out random words, you know. And that's the words that Missy and I would begin to speak. The ones that we could decipher. Um, We also wore uh, a little blackout. Like a blindfold or a mask. So you can't see any... Yes, we didn't want to, according to the experiment, they didn't want the experiment polluted by being able to see their partners um, in the investigation. They didn't want to hear anything from them. They didn't want to see anything from them. They would just wanted things to come through organically. Yeah, you don't want to be able to, you know, think about what the other person, see what the other person's doing and have right. it affect the information you're getting. Right. Um, or see their mouth moving, nothing. So, and we would, you know, talk in a low enough tone Whoever was doing the question asking, the person that was not wearing the yes. blindfold and the earphones, would talk in a low enough tone to where the other person, there was no way they could hear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is also very startling when you're sitting out on the beach of Old House Woods. Missy is mighty uh, <laughs> jumpy. jumpy. <laughs> there, you know, we, we were talking about it and we said, okay, so, you know, if we'll touch the other person if they need to come out of the earphones and everything blah 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 Mm -hmm. and let me tell you when you're getting radio sound fed to you and you can't see anything and you feel almost like you're in a little box yes and you're almost channeling at times it can seem like when something touches you yes (laughs) you go into full it can be startling yes that's the thing like as you're doing the spirit box for a while with your ears and your eyes covered it kind of becomes like this sensory deprivation right tank and experience almost after a while 
Because for me, eventually, I stop hearing the radio sounds and I'll just start hearing random words. Yeah. So you kind of, like you were saying, get into like a channeling state. Um, And for me, uh, I don't know if this is like this for um, Missy as well, Um, but I don't remember a lot of what I channel. Yeah. And a lot of these spirit box sessions, I don't remember a ton from them. Until we go back and look at the information that we've either written down or the videos we've recorded, we'll go, I don't even remember, you know, saying right. that. So when you're hearing these words and you're telling your partner what you're hearing, right? it's it's interesting to go back. Like, Christina transcribed our videos, mm-hmm. and so I was reading through them, and I just was like, I don't even remember ever saying that or hearing that or whatever. Yes. And sometimes, you know, we would also see pictures, um in our mind when we were doing these, which is really interesting. So it really becomes this crazy, like cut off experience that you're receiving information. So you're really just cut off almost from the outside world um, during that time. And you don't even realize how much time has passed. Right. So Mm -hmm. when we were doing this in our houses at first, I mean, I think we sat there for hours and just traded Uh back and forth. It was very interesting and very alarming the first time you do it, Maya Ad, because I didn't know... When I heard thought radio sound, I thought it was just going to be like that static. Yes. It's like you're listening to a million different radio stations at once, but nothing that you can clearly make out to know what you're listening to. Yes. It is a jarring noise. Oh my gosh. And some of the tones are really low and some of them are high and it's just, it definitely gets your heart pumping. Yes. And you have to like sit there and take a minute to really tune in. Christina's looking behind me and I just got chills. See, this is what happens, again, when you hang out with a medium that her, sees ghosts. Her house is really active today. Well, I don't like that, so can we just... Before you leave, we're going to clear this house. Her bless house this is, house. Her house is fine, but I guess some of her people are making themselves a little bit more known well, than they usually do. What I guess since I don't see them, they're, you know, just taking advantage, but anyway, <laughs> whoever you are. Anyways, let's go back. So, during the session, um, during the Estes session that we did, or the Estes method session, rather... Um, we spoke to a couple of different spirits and we'll upload the videos, um, that I transcribed later today. So you guys can watch the full length videos. Um, but we talked to two different spirits, um, in particular that we wanted to mention. Now, were these both on the beach or were these in the car? Because at one point we started on the beach yes. and then we felt kind of, we felt a little exposed. Exposed. This was in the car. Okay. This was in the car when okay. we did these two sessions. Yes. We talked to a child named Adrian first, um, and Missy uh, was at, let's see, it was actually Missy doing this session um, when we talked to Adrian. Uh, and one of the things that we noticed um, with this session with Adrian was after the fact, um, when we looked up the specific name, there is an obituary for the Matthews area in Virginia for a child named Adrian within the year of... I won't say the exact year, but um, it's in the 2000s when the child passed away. Right. So fairly recent. Yes. So we did find a name correlation with Adrian. And as that whole back and forth was going on, it was very much so like a child was talking to you. Yeah. Um, at one point, Missy dropped something and I said, oops, a daisy. But that was just what came through from the spirit box. 
and it correlated perfectly and with I, Missy dropping. And I think at one point I laughed or something, and then Adrian said, you're funny, or something. Yes. You know, it was really... Yes. When those kind of things happen during the session, it's really cool because it's like, this is really back and forth. Yes. And Christina's just staring straight ahead with the blindfold on and the headphones, and I make my best effort to talk really low. Yes. To where it probably could be a little hard to even hear it in the video. Yeah. But I just know, you know, because she had no idea, so... So, you know, it, it's just funny that back and forth is really... It was, like, it was a game changer for yeah. us, I think. The first time it happened, you're like, oh gosh, this is real. What? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I thought this was just going to be for play, but no. And I think also we should preface, you know, everything that we do with Ghosties by saying that we take great care in how we protect ourselves energetically. Yes. Uh, we work very hard to ground and protect our energy to make sure that we maintain spirit boundaries when we're out on location. So I do want to preface this by saying, you know, if you're interested in paranormal investigation, by all means, get out there. But make sure you protect yourself well first. And know how to set boundaries of who you're willing to talk to. Yes. Um, as far as the level of energy if it's a negative spirit if it's a higher light you know there's all different things and we're going to explain that in another episode sometime Mm -hmm. for some people that may not understand the different types which I definitely did not and still have trouble sometimes (laughs) deciphering between um but we make sure we're not you know we're not talking to any low level demons right you know people that are coming through to possess us right we put up a lot of boundaries before we go and 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 do a lot of protection. Mm-hmm. So. It's also been my experience just in doing mediumship that possession is very rare, um, but it's also something that the person has to be a vibratory match for. Um, what so does that mean? So, as a person, you know, and all matter creates a vibration because everything is constantly in motion and in movement, right? So, you hear people say, well, it kind of had a low vibration. Um, Low vibrations in general tend to be the heavier emotions like anger, rage, hate, fear, murder, things like that. Um, high vibrations are the things that are on the happy, you know, end of the scale. So when they say raise your vibration, raise your you vibrations things that make you happy. Get happy. Yeah. Um, where are we going with that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so. Um, as far as possession and things like that. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, so it's just been my experience that, um, and please don't write me jumping down my throat over over what I'm about to say. It's it's, her personal experience. It's just my experience and it's just my opinion. I think that we have to be vibratory matches for an entity to be able to inhabit our body. Um, So when I say that, I mean myself or Missy isn't going to walk out the door and just randomly get possessed by a demon. Hopefully not. Because that demon (laughs) vibrates at such a low frequency um, and is filled with those lower vibrations and me and Missy are not. So it's kind of like oil and water trying to stick them both in the same arena if you think about it. Not only that, there have been times, and I think one was in Matthews, where we both just kind of started to feel warm and almost annoyed in the car when we were driving around Mm -hmm. and Christina stopped and, you know, just made sure there were no spirits in the car with us trying to follow us home because you can tell when the energy changes. Yes. Um, like when certain people, I think one of the stories I told, they said there was a very like angry vibe or something. You can tell. Oh, absolutely. You can tell. And especially not everyone can tell, but 
Again, that's why I went with Christina, who can tell these things, so she knows <laughs> if things are safe or not. Um, yeah. So when we, you know, right encounter those, we know how to kind of, let's just right cut it off, you know? Right. <laughs> Protect. And always know that nothing can possess you or take possession of your home, whatever the case may be, without your consent. It has to be something that is consented to be done. It's not like in the movies. Yes. Okay. All right, so back to our spirits that we spoke to. So we spoke to Adrian, and then we spoke to David. So this was an interesting reference that David made that has popped in throughout all of our spirit box sessions. Um, The word California keeps coming up during spirit crossing sessions, and we couldn't figure out why they kept saying California, California. It always seems to pop up every time we're crossing over a spirit. So I really got to thinking about it when I was transcribing these sessions last night. Um, And it triggered a memory with me uh, regarding a passage from a Sylvia Brown book. Uh, In Sylvia Brown's book, Uh, Life on the Other Side, um, there's a segment which reads, um, they're talking about the hub of the other side, basically. What happens like right after the tunnel and, you know, What does everything look like on the other side? And what it says here is the entrance is in the quadrant that geographically corresponds to the west coast of our United States. So what they were saying was basically the mouth of the other side is on the west coast. Because apparently from what this book says and what another book I have says, the topography of our earth mirrors that of the other side. So what I theorize, and I'm not entirely sure, is that California is just them saying, hey, we just want to go home. Yeah. Send me home. Which makes sense when we look back at yes. stuff. Yes. Because it always seems to come up from what we've gathered during spirit crossover sessions. And reference um, what this David said about seeing the ocean. Oh, yes. So David, um, before he started talking about California, let me flip back just a moment we have pages and pages of what christina's transcribing (laughs) so i had said to david during the session you don't have to be scared and he said in response that's the ocean which is actually let's talk about this This was me this was missy this time with the blindfold the earphones so i don't know anything that she's saying so Mm -hmm. christina's saying you don't have to be scared and these are the words that i came out with yes so this is what david so he said um that's the ocean is it close And as I was transcribing, I was wondering if this was a reference to California. So I said, yes, it's close. It's just over your shoulder. And Missy said, what I can only understand is SB. I couldn't completely understand what she said in the video. You can listen for yourself. But my spirit guide, my main channeling spirit guide's name is SB. That was really interesting. And Missy had no knowledge of that at that time. We've spoken of spirit guides before, but honestly, it's there's so much to this everything we do (laughs) that I cannot remember all of it. Unless I write it down, I'm not remembering anything. (laughs) But that's just a random word to pop through, and I didn't even remember talking about the ocean. Yes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of his session, this was very interesting as well. David said, uh, do you see it? Um, And I said again, I reiterated, do you see it? Do you see the doorway? And David said, it's pretty. I said, it is. It's really pretty. He said, it worked. I said, it worked? Did you go home and step into the light? And he said, I'm out. So it was definitely, I feel like, kind of like a 
give and take, push yeah. and pull, you know, with him actually saying, you know, what was going on. Adrian was, referenced. Um, who was it that referenced Archangel Michael that you set at the door for the crossing? Because oh, Christina it was David. mentioned it before. She sets, you know, calls in one of the archangels to help them cross over. Mm-hmm. And I think he referenced the man or something by he the did. door. He did. He said, I said, do you see the door? It is. And he said, it's pretty. And he said it worked, the man. And this was just after we had told him that Archangel Michael was going to be standing next to the door. So, I mean, could he have been talking about a random person? Absolutely. But it was interesting that we had just referenced Archangel Michael as well. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. So that was David and Adrian. We'll post those videos up on our Facebook uh, later today for everybody. The long videos but they'll be up there. Yeah, we're going to post them. They're really, you really should, you know, at least watch one of them to grasp actually what goes on because it's one thing for us to just tell you, but you can see the back and forth that happened. Yes. Um, This is not something that can be scripted that would be ridiculous, (laughs) especially for the (laughs) random information that does come through sometimes that we don't realize correlates to anything until after we go back and look at it all. Mm -hmm. And like Christina was saying, you know, we don't remember everything that was said. A lot of it we won't even realize. So when we're going back and looking at, you know, what we've written down or looking at the video, it's really cool just to see the flow of conversation. Mm -hmm. So, and we, um, this is something we want to go back to a lot of our previous locations and use Mm -hmm. because it has been so effective. And I think it really has been helpful in helping spirits cross over, especially because when you have Christina, who is a medium that picks up on more, sees more, hears more. And I usually just feel something or maybe receive a little information in my mind. Um, when we're trying to do crossover sessions, it, it's helpful to have this so that we're both kind of getting information. Mm-hmm. So that when Christina is, you know, blindfolded with the headphones, and if there's a spirit that needs to be crossed over where I normally may not see or hear anything, mm-hmm. that back and forth is helping me realize, okay, there's one here. We need to help them. So yeah. I think I did my first crossover session um, during one of these. Oh, cool. I, I think so. I can't remember. Amazing. It was really short, but during one of the ones we've done, uh-huh. um, it was a really short one. Definitely not as elaborate as you are because your experience with it, but yeah. It's very easy. We'll have to do an episode about crossing over spirits. Yeah. We even uh, eventually want to do some lives to where um, we take your questions. Oh, yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. ask if we can get any information for you too, which would be really cool. Yeah. So we want to, we're going to do some more of these and do some live ones to where we can interact with you all and you all can ask questions and hopefully cool. get some answers from the other side. Cool. Yeah. That sounds amazing. All right. As always, thank you. Thank yes. you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we appreciate it to yeah. all of you. And I believe our next episode might be our shared stories episode where Mm -hmm. people are gonna send us their stories and we're gonna read them our ghosty shares so definitely (laughs) check us out don't forget we are on instagram we are on facebook at the ghosties podcast yes you can email us your stories your questions absolutely Uh, no hate mail please because we're still so new and we're trying to (laughs) do this and entertain you um, the ghosties podcast at gmail.com yes and we are actually working on getting our youtube channel up too so you can mm-hmm. see all these fun videos that we have absolutely so we'll all see right. you next time until next time Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs>